Christian 105.7, and I'm Laura Bortz. Glad that you're with us today. I'm Dan DeBruler. And, you know, thinking about things, we often are disappointed by other people. And I think rather than our disappointment being our unrealistic view of them or the expectations that we put on them or what we what we hope will come from other people, I think it reflects more of how we think of ourselves, our view of ourselves distorts our view of others. Does that make sense? It does. And it goes along with Matthew 23, I think, where Jesus is talking to the crowds and to his disciples. He's talking about the the Pharisees and the scribes. And he says this, starting in verse 2 of chapter 23 of Matthew. He says, The scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. So do and observe whatever they tell you, but not the works they do. For they preach, but do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on people's shoulders. But they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. They do all their deeds to be seen by others. For they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. And they love the place of honor at feasts and the best seats in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplaces. And being called rabbi by others, but... You are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all brothers. And call no man your father on earth, for you have one father who is in heaven. Neither be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Christ. The greatest among you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. There's some... You know, there's when you read that scripture, it's really easy to think about other people. It's really easy to say, oh, I know some people like that. I know some people like that. But I think that that's true. So I read this, I read this, um, not metaphor, scenario, and I think that it's pretty relatable. And so I'll, I'm just going to read it to him. Brought, brought it with me this morning. It says, you go into your teenager's room to ask him something. You barely open the door because of all the debris that's in the way. There are dirty clothes, spoiled food items, pieces of tech gear, and a tangled pile from yesteryear, and you cannot believe it. You've had enough, so you explode. I never thought one of my children would turn out to be such a slob. Don't you have one ounce of self-respect? I should take every piece of your junk and lock it away and leave you in an empty room until you put on your big boy pants and grow up. (laughs) Why, in my day, I never would have thought of treating my stuff this way. Now, when you hear, when you see that or hear that scenario playing out, I mean, you, you can see it and maybe, maybe you have a teenager, so you get that sentiment, but we can see that playing out in how we talk about people from work or how we talk about our friends who are, are doing things that we don't agree with or family members who we think should know better or, you know, whoever it might be, parents, you name it, um, as long as we're going, as as we're going off, they're probably, you're probably, they're they're not saying, oh, this is so helpful for me. This is a wise person who is saying very helpful things to me. I'm so thankful that this person is in my life. No, they're they're probably not saying that. And <laughs> it's in that it's in that moment we have to realize that we're not being a part of what God would do in the heart and life of that person. We're in the way of it, and we're in the way because of that little part in that statement that says, in my day, that really elevates us in our own self-righteousness. It's our self-righteousness that permits us to be angry and unkind to people that we think should know better or do better, and we're not greeting this, what we perceive as laziness or 
or ill judgment. We're, we're not meeting that with graciousness and wisdom. We're meeting that with self-righteousness, essentially saying that we're different from you and we know better. You know, I have a pastor friend who I have heard say on numerous occasions, occasions, why are we so mad at the world for acting like the world, for for acting like they don't know Jesus just because we do? You know, we, we forget that the very grace that we need every day is the very same grace that will and it has been extended to them through Jesus Christ and needs to be extended to them through us. And that will begin to curb your sense of self-righteousness when you begin to realize grace is is a level playing field Absolutely. all the way across the board. Yeah, we have to, we can really put off that judgmental attitude when we realize how deep our need is for grace mm-hmm. and that, you know, these burdens we're placing on other people, we don't always do those perfectly either. We're not perfect and we can't uphold every single rule at every single moment of every single day. I mean, if we could, then we wouldn't need Jesus to come here. We'd be all right with the Ten Commandments and so forth in the Old Testament. But we couldn't. We couldn't do it. And so when we admit that there's a few struggles in others um, that don't exist in some way in our life as well, we really caress them with God's grace rather than hammering them with the law. And so we've got to, we've got to really curb our responses to things by realizing that we can't judge people for things that we can't do ourselves or yeah. don't always do ourselves because we're not Jesus and we're not perfect. And yeah, they may should know better, but we all need grace. Amen. You're in the Daily Grind on Christian 105.7.